Hello, everybody. Josh Brown here, back for another great episode on Franchise Euphoria. Well, today's episode is brought to you by IndieFranchiseLaw.com, a leading resource in the franchise space to help you if you're considering buying a franchise, turning your business into a franchise, or growing your business through a licensing or franchise structure. So go on, check it out, IndieFranchiseLaw.com. I think you'll find a lot of valuable and free information as you continue to kind of weigh franchising and licensing and the growth of your business. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. On today's episode of Franchise Euphoria, I'm thrilled to have on Joey Chiaffi and Jerry Ike. Uh, they are part of the Salad House franchise based out of New Jersey. Joey is a veteran restaurateur with over 10 years of experience in the industry. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of the Salad House, a rapidly expanding salad franchise concept based in New Jersey that is currently seeking new partners throughout New Jersey, Connecticut, New York, and Pennsylvania. Jerry, his partner, who's also a franchisee, is the director of franchise development uh, and co-owner of the Salad House. Uh, Jerry has over 10 years of experience in franchising and owns the Salad House's Westfield location uh, in Jersey, in addition to several other franchise ventures. He's an experienced entrepreneur with nearly 20 years of experience in the finance and business development fields. And, you know, his knowledge on the finance side, you'll hear through this interview, as well as Joey's knowledge on the food side, has been really instrumental in them building their first several locations and now looking to expand. I really enjoyed this interview. First of all, I really <laughs> had a good time talking with these guys. And uh, it's clear to me that you know, they've got a real focus on the food, obviously, but also on the business and how they're going to grow and how they're going to grow their brand. And to me, it's a really important lesson in how you do franchising that you really have to have that good combination uh, in order to succeed, because it's, it's one thing to have great food and great service, but you've got to have a business minded approach as well. And they should go hand in hand to help you help you expand. So really, I had a fun time with this interview, and uh, I'm confident you'll enjoy it with Joey and Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Joey, how you doing? Doing good, Josh. Doing good, Josh. Josh, how are you? Great. Well, we, we, we're kind of chuckling here because it's been one of those days with technology where it just kind of gets the best of you. So it's taken a little bit to get this thing kicked off, but I'm thrilled to have you guys on. You're You're from the <laughs> Salad House franchise. Right. I love that. You've obviously, you know, you've listened to some episodes of, of this podcast as we talked about. And so, you know, I always like to find out the story behind the franchise, how you guys got going with it. And and usually that starts with the individuals themselves. So so Joey, since we've got we've got both of you on, Joey, why don't you talk about your role first and then we'll turn to Jerry. Okay, so um, pretty much the story, uh, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of how, how this, the genesis of this you know, uh, became. So um, I grew up in the food business. My parents came over uh, from Italy back in the late 50s, you know, and they you know, aspired to achieve the American dream. You know, they used food as the vessel. Um, my father learned how to make pizza, um, started his first pizzeria in, in Newark. 
Uh, fast forward a few restaurants later to Chiapas in Springfield, where I kind of grew up working in. I mean, I started working, you know, the child labor laws really didn't apply when you're, when you're in the food business. <laughs> so, uh, you know, well, and your family, yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, my family. So, uh, you know, I was kind of working, uh, you know, inside that business my entire life. Um, it taught me a lot about um, just dealing with people and, and you know, just really, uh, you know what, in life, um, I, I, I really, at the time, I was miserable, you know, as a young kid while the kids were out, you know, doing normal, like I was actually learning the business without even realizing how much I was learning, um, which was, you know, pretty awesome just, just to, in, in, you know, in hindsight now that I look back and um, I definitely want to use the same kind of roadmap for my kids as they get older. I want them to learn. I want them to work. I want them to get some experience because, you know, there's so much more what you get from hands on. So with that, I ended up after I graduated college, I worked in finance. It didn't really work out for me. I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, 9-11 happened. And I kind of made a career pivot back into my family business. And I kind of helped get the family business modernized, um, you know, with POS systems. And, you know, my brother, Jerry, and I, um, we, we ended up uh, different Jerry. And that different Jerry. <laughs> I got two Jerry's in my life, two important Jerry's. Um, so we ended up, um, you know, I just I, I modernized the business, you know, uh, took the catering business to another level. And in the meantime, I always, you know, had aspirations of growing, um, but it was hard to grow with um you know, my store because it was kind of a mom and pop type store. So uh, my wife was always complaining about not having chopped salads in the area. You know, we live in, in the suburbs of New Jersey, like uh, about 35 minutes outside of Manhattan. And she's like, you know, on every street corner in New York City, there's a chopped salad place, there's healthy options. And around by us, there's not really, you know, you have to go to a pizzeria or go somewhere like, you know, to get a salad and ask it for it to get chopped. And the, the options were limited. So uh, I was at a traffic light one day. I saw uh, a vacant space in downtown Milburn. Uh, it's Milburn Short Hills, a pretty affluent area uh, here um, in New Jersey. That night I went home and I kind of drew up a business plan. I said, you know what, this could work. I think, I think um, a salad concept, you know, healthier eating, uh, you know, in the suburbs, I think there's a, there's a need for it. And I think that we could fill that need. But I also wanted to make it a little bit of a balance where like everybody, because I realized at a young age, you know, having, having customers be able to come there multiple times a week. So I wanted to, I didn't want to just relegate it just to one specific, you know, healthy mindset. Like I wanted to kind of have a, a menu that was a little bit more broad, a little bit more broad spectrum. So uh, the Salad House began in 2011, uh, early success, uh, opened up a second location. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Jerry, uh, my partner, who's on, who's, my, who's on the podcast with us, he uh, was a customer at my Italian deli. But uh, Jerry could kind of, you know, jump in now as to how he he came involved with uh, the salad house. Yeah, my, I mean, Josh, my, my background is in finance. I was a partner in the hedge fund for uh, 17 years, but I was always good at eating. Um, and I figured, wow, this, this should be pretty easy. You know, so I spent a lot of time with Joey eating, you know, at his at, at the Italian deli, but then you know, really fell in love with, you know, what he had going on in his Milburn location at the Salad House. Um, and really, it kicked up a notch for me when I had a paddle paddle boarding accident and I blew out my shoulder, you know, tore you know, my rotator cuff, my labrum, dislocated the shoulder. And now I really had to take healthy eating to another level. Then I focused more on frequenting the salad house, you know, where Joey had his place in Milburn. I'm like, man, this this would be a great concept. We should take this out to more people. I mean, more people need to know what can be done with these customizing. You know, it was a big 
and still is a big custom salad joint. And, you know, I just thought it could be something that could be replicated if we did it the right way. And it, it was still in its infancy, so it needed some work. Um, but I kept pushing them. And then I said, hey, listen, man, if you partner up with me, I'll, I'll buy into the partnership, but I'll also, you know, buy the first franchise. And, you know, so I put a franchise in town over from me in Westfield, New Jersey. And my brother, who's got a little bit of a food background, put him in as the, as the owner operator, as my partner. And that's really where, you know, this whole partnership kind of kicked off and where the, you know, the salad house really, in my opinion, you know, Joey, you know, started something really good. And in order to franchise it, we really needed to make it that much better, you know, and that's really, you know, what we've been doing over the last, you know, three years is getting it to the point where we feel comfortable offering it out to people outside of friends and family and people, you know, to the masses and say, hey, we really believe that this is a good concept. We vetted all the kinks. Um, we've made some mistakes, but along the way we've learned and we feel really good about the concept we have and the operations and the cost of goods and um, and the labor costs, um, but it's taken a while to get there. Well, first of all, your pictures on Instagram are fantastic. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm looking at the, what is it? The ABLT looks absolutely Yeah, that's delicious. a good one. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and it's it's really colorful. It's, and you guys got have some good menu options. It's also, as you guys were talking, it kind of struck me. So, so Jerry, you're part franchise order. Obviously you're a franchisee. I mean, so you've invested, yeah. but this is the first time on Franchise Euphoria I've had the franchisor and the franchisee on together. Yeah, you know what? I, I am both, so we could get rid of Joey and you still have it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what I say. Joey, we, we don't need you anymore, buddy. I know. See you later. It's an interesting thing because I look at it, you know, I, have, I really have two people to answer to, right? So my brother isn't concerned about the franchisor stuff. He's concerned about the franchisee stuff. Exactly. And, you know, so it keeps me in check and it, it, and it forces us to have conversations that I don't think, you know, it puts us in a new perspective that I don't think a lot of, you know, like, you know, to your point, you know, a lot of people don't have. Like, you know, so we look at things on a daily basis, not only from the franchisor side, but from the franchisee side, because, you know, largely because I'm both. Well, and, and Joey, so you have this Italian deli and so that's where jerry is yeah. that deli still around yeah it's still around yes it's been around since 1981 oh, so, so it's a family affair yes okay so so they're doing so that's great i mean because obviously you know the thing about franchising and especially the thing about restaurants is you just have got to know what in the restaurant space is so complicated so complex obviously covid has added a whole nother element to that. But I'm amazed at the number of people, especially on the franchisee side, usually, but, you know, they want to get in, they want to become a franchisee of a restaurant. And, I, and my first question is, why? And it's like, oh, I've always just wanted to own my own restaurant. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, there's so much more to it than that. You really, you got to understand what you're getting into. You got to understand how to do operations. You got to understand food costs. You've got to understand all the financial part, which obviously is what Jerry is focused on. I mean, talk about what that was like for you, Joey, going from, you know, you grew up obviously in this family restaurant with your, with your deli place, and everything. And now you've got this more niched franchise concept. I'll tell you why. I, I really love that question because, you know, that question is so powerful in so many ways because it's so true. I mean, when you 
you know, being a part of like a mom and pop type organization where, you know, when I first started, it was pad and paper. And I don't know if you remember credit card processing where it was like that, you know, the um, carbon paper, loud noise, little machine, Um, you, you know. And my father, you know, you know, he's, you know, he didn't even graduate high school. Like he's just, you know, like growing up in a business where, you know, it kind of what I got from my business was people skills, quality of food. You know, I always tell a story about my father one time uh, when I first got back into the business. Now, I was trying to like, you know, figure out some costs and say, oh, you know what? We should probably get something cheaper or stuff like that. So this guy came by one time. It was like he was out of a truck. Uh, he's like, oh, I could get you chicken for uh, 99 cents a pound, da, 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 all this stuff. So I was like, I was excited. I'm like, oh my God, I'll make my father, you know, wow, I'm going to get this guy. So I, I go in the office. I'm like, dad, I got this guy. He's going to be selling me the chicken. And in his Italian accent, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to curse on the podcast, but he kind of, it was kind of, uh, it was colorful language, but he's just like, where do you get the food from? Where, where's the chicken to come from? Where, that's, we give the best of quality. We got to make sure we do everything right over here. I don't know this guy. I don't know where he, come, you know, and so, so, so it was like kind of, you know, one of those things where, where he, he never wanted to cut corners because he knew quality was so important in retaining guests and retaining customers and bringing them back. So, you know, a, a lot of the what I have and what I what I, you know, kind of started this whole thing was was kind of in that regard, you know, food quality, taking care of your customers, making sure that everything is clean, making sure you have an establishing a trust with, you know, because it's very intimate. Food is very intimate um, when it comes to, you know, that they're trusting you. They're trusting you behind, you know, from a phone call to prepare food and making sure that things are done properly, giving them good quality, not, you know, and, and God forbid, you know, them getting sick or something. So, and then Jerry came in and, and, and Jerry will say, you know, like, listen, it was amazing. And it was like, you know, a yin to a yang, like where, where he was just like, whoa, hold on. What about this salad here? I don't think you're making money on this salad. Uh, you know, it started. And then when you started realizing that and how amazing, you know, Jerry and, uh, you know, and our team that we assembled, like, you know, we have Tim and these guys were breaking things down that, yes, it was totally, it was, it was eye opening for me. But at the same time, it was wonderful because it really put it all together. And um, to that, I'm like grateful. And it, it is cool because, you know, I kind of came, I backed into this, like in that regard. Well, no, I mean, I think that's great. And I mean, the thing about restaurants and is to the outside world, it's sort of this, you know, sexy business because so many people associate restaurants with good memories and community and entertainment, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And yet when you dive into it, that has to be an element of your brand, but you got to make money. And you got to meet the demands, you know, of your customer. I'll never forget. There's this, um, I'm not going to name the brand, but, and I actually like them. I like the restaurant and there's several locations, but for some reason, the owner doesn't like any kind of citrus, you know, like limes or lemons or anything like that. And it's, it's, it's a type of place that, you know, has a bar area, but also has, you know, sandwiches, burgers, all that kind of stuff. And I remember the first time I went in, and I thought, and I said, you know, can I get a Diet Coke with lime? And the bartender was like, oh, we don't have limes. I'm like, you don't have limes? Like, what do you mean? Like, there's, <laughs> and there's a grocery store across the street. Like, wait, you know, can we go get some limes? Oh, no, the owner doesn't have any citrus in the restaurant. No limes or lemons. I'm like, really? That's interesting. Why? And And she was like, oh, he just doesn't like them. And I'm like, 
well, there's a whole lot of guests who are coming in here who do like it. <laughs> so so, so we, wow. we have to we have to match up sort of the wants and the needs. Wow. That sounds like a deep deep uh, mental something. <laughs> that's got there's got to be a story behind yeah. that because that's like that's so bizarre. Well, that, it's that bizarre it's... enough that it may it's actually I think worked for the owner because it's a conversation piece a little bit and it's like this quirky sort of thing about it. But the, the bigger the point is is that you've got to marry with a successful restaurant. You really have to combine excellent service with a business mindset because. You know, at the end of the day, if I said to you guys, you know, if I said, you know, what's the best hamburger you've ever had? My guess is you're not going to put McDonald's in the top five, but yet McDonald's is arguably one of the most profitable hamburger joints ever, right? And so, so you really got to marry sort of that idea of, in franchising at least, you know, you've got to marry that idea of of brand quality experience with business model. That's why I love having you both on, you know, today to talk about that. I mean, talk about that, Jerry, from your perspective and you coming in really from a financial perspective and having to say, hey, look, Joey, you know, I know this is how you do it. And I know, you know, this is what you want, but we've sold three of these sandwiches in the last two weeks and our salads, you know, we've sold three of these salads in the last two weeks. We got to really look at either changing it up or getting it off the menu. Yeah. I mean, listen, it wasn't an easy process because I, you know, first of all, I give a ton of credit to anybody in the restaurant industry that's, that, you know, that's successful because it, like you said, it takes a tremendous amount of work. And I, as a guy who, you know, was a finance guy and just went out to the lunch and went out to dinner a lot, I did not give the industry the credit that it deserves. And it clearly deserves it, you know, and, and I was put in it. So now I, I give the props to, you know, to all the restaurateurs that are out there. And now when we throw COVID into it, that's a whole nother level, but a, you know, a different discussion, you know, but for me, it certainly wasn't mutually exclusive. Like there's no reason why you can't have good quality food and good quality service, but also um, have it be a profitable dish. Um, Absolutely. You know, so for, for us, that was, you know, so. I, listen, I knew coming into it, you know, Joey and I were friends coming into it and I knew I was essentially buying in early um, and I knew that there were some kinks and there was some work that had to be done, you know, three years ago. And that's why it's taken us so long to really just get out there because it's literally taken that amount of time for us to work out those kinks. And it's not to say that you couldn't have been successful just franchising, you know, um, as soon as I got in there and just started, you know, throwing money at it and placing ads and kind of learning on the go. Because I'm sure there's a lot of franchises that kind of experiment and tweak you know, as they bring people in. But for me, um, that's not the way that I wanted to go about it. I mean, I really wanted to look at it from an analytics side and just say, okay, man, I love the food. I would have never come in here and bought into this franchise or bought a franchise if I didn't love the food and love the concept. Day one for us was, all right, man, let's cost out the entire menu. You know, like, so give me cost of goods on everything. And we didn't have them. And, you know, I don't blame Joey. I mean, Joey, he, you know, was running a good operation. And, he, you know, he ran such a good operation that attracted myself and a bunch of other people that love, you know, are still in love with the salad house. And we have just a really nice, rabid following. But we need to really make it so that not only can we stand behind the financials, but, you know, when it comes time to pass it on to someone else and somebody else wants to come in and make an investment, and you could be taking their you know, their life savings. I mean, you know, we got to be right. So for me, that was, that was important. There's a difference between old school. I have front pocket money and are we profitable? And I wanted to make sure that we got it to a point where, where I feel 100% confident that we can make money. And I feel that way. 
So how did you guys come? I mean, I, th- I love this conversation because I think people who are turning their restaurants into franchises, contemplating this, are having these thoughts and conversations right now. But I mean, there is the balance. I mean, to to counter what I was saying a minute ago, or at least to add to it, is that, you know, you might come in, Jerry, and say, hey, look, you know, we could go through this different source and get chicken and save X amount of dollars per pound. And Joey's going to come in and maybe say, yeah, but are we... Are we sacrificing the quality? We're not going to sacrifice the quality. And so how are you getting to that happy medium of really running the restaurant, focusing on having the highest quality that you can have while also making sure that you're turning a profit? Because, you know, we, we have a real team approach, you know? Um, so there's not, you know, the friend, you know, it's not Joey and I as the dictators of how things go or, you know, me, if it's not, you know, financially profitable. I mean, clearly we go off analytics, um, you know, we you know, made it a point to switch POS, you know, companies when I, you know, when I came in and one that could provide more data and more analytics. When we go out and search for locations, we rely heavily on not just normal traffic studies, but, you know, some more deeper dive analytics. So, yeah, we are going to look at the analytics of things. But, you know, Joey mentioned it before, you know, we have a, a real team now. You know, it's a nice little team, you know, with I'll just give them a shout out. Tim and Jared and Megan and my brother Chad, you know, jumps in, jumps into the, you know, to the meetings and then all the franchise owners, you know, we pull them in and it's, so it's really a group approach. I mean, we really say we can't be married to any one product, you know, like we can, you know, Joey, listen, from Joey's background, he knows I'm going to hit him about this. He was in love with the pizzas on the menu. We're, <laughs> we're a salad place. We had like 17 pizzas on the menu. You know, I'm like, dude, you can't fall in love with the pizza. Let's take a few that we sell and and we'll and then we'll keep them on there. But like you know, so but it's a it's a team approach. I mean, like Joey can elaborate a little more on it, but I think that's the strength is our team. Absolutely, man. You know, I got to tell you, and and the more I've read in my life and and gotten, you know, gotten older, and when you think you get older, you get wiser. But like knowing that, you know, the spokes in the wheel. You know, I feel so I'm so confident when we go into our, you know, we have our meetings and we really have such a great balance in that office. We have a great balance around that table. And like Terry said, we're not dictating. We really throw around. I mean, to be honest, sometimes things, they, you know, they get kicked around so much that Jerry's just like, all right, we got to pump this idea. Like, all right, let's, let's move on because like, we really, we really do take everybody's input. And, and the best part about our team is that like, it's not the same type of person in the room. So it really does give you different, you know, different opinions, even from a financial standpoint, you know, what somebody could afford and to like a palate, you know what I mean? Whether, you know, it's one of our, you know, team members is a little more vegan and, you know, so it really, the balance has been incredible. And I just feel as though we've gotten so strong because of it and because of that team approach, you know, and we're big sports guys too. Like Jerry and I are big sports fans. I play college football, you know, like having that team mentality is so important, I think, for our brand and what it's done for our brand. Where'd you play at? I played at Monmouth University. It's a one double A school here on the East Coast. Well, you know, the thing is, the thing is, you guys have four locations in Jersey and you're looking to expand what throughout New Jersey, Connecticut, New York, and Pennsylvania. Is that right? Yeah, it's I mean we're you know, we're East Coast, you know, we're that uh you know, stay in New York, New Jersey, tri-state area. I mean there's enough out there. I mean we we're gonna be opening our next two locations, you know, still in Jersey, but Montclair, New Jersey and uh, Livingston, New Jersey. So we're excited for that and it's you know, it's guys that are, you know, that are already franchisees are opening the next couple too, which is, is really nice. Well, I love I, I love that you guys are staying close by. I mean, I'm always preaching to people, you know, oftentimes and, and I'm not saying there's one way to do this and one right answer, but I'm a big proponent of dominate your area around you. 
right? Find out how many locations you can add within, you know, 100, 200 miles of, your, of where you are headquartered, and then expand out from there because as issues arise, as things come up, number one, you can get there quicker. Number two, you have a good sense of the market anyways. And so I, I applaud you guys. I think that's a good strategy uh, to do that. What are you looking for in a franchisee? I mean, are you looking for somebody to come in? It sounds like you're looking potentially for multi-unit operators, but are you looking for multi-unit opportunities right off the bat or, or what kind of uh, opportunities are you looking, our franchisees are you looking for to come into the brand? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, multi, you know, multi-unit would, you know, would be great. I mean, but if we find the right person, I mean, it's so much of it now. I always, these guys, I always, I always joke with these guys because I'm 53 years old. So, um, you know, I'm the old guy in the room where, you know, like, I, I, I just want good people around me, you know? Um, so I'm always about, Hey, let's, let's take a look at the, the person, you know, like if they're good people and, you know, they love food and they like, you know, that, you know, the healthy lifestyle, um, you know, we, you know, we talked about one of the campaigns we ran was, you know, you know, fueling all diets and lifestyles, you know, like if you're looking at, you know, just kind of, you're, you're a hard charger, you love the food space, you want to, you know, angle towards healthy and you're just a good person. Like, you know, that, you know, although we're looking for multis, we would, entertain having somebody come on board like that and you know because it's just so much about the person and and you know that's really why our team um i think is doing so well and we get along so well and we're able to you know um have the successes we're having right now um and be in a position that we're going to be opening more stores and i feel really good where we are from a launching path you know once we get these next two up you know, I think there'll be a few more right behind it. And, and I, like I said, you know, from the onset, like I feel really good about where we are as a franchise, as a brand right now. So as we finish up this interview, t- tell me, I mean, we, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but COVID, obviously that's, that's still impacting everybody. You guys being in Jersey, um, we're really kind of in the epicenter of all that at the start, but you know, it's gotten under control, but at the same time, I think there's still a lot of restrictions in place. I mean, how, how are you guys, how have you guys dealt with this? I mean, it looks like you've got, you've obviously got catering. Um, it's quick service and that people can come in and get it and, and get out. And one thing I will say is I've noticed with people I work with is a lot of the quick service restaurants um, are still doing pretty well in, in the midst of all this. But I'm curious how you guys have, have dealt with this and Maybe more importantly, how has this impacted how you think about franchising going forward and how you're going to expand? I mean, I got to be honest with you. I'm I'm so proud of our brand. I'm proud of our team because we took this on. We took this head on, and you know, Jerry and I were were talking. Uh, I mean, Jerry. I mean, how many times we were talking a day? Like two, three, four times a day on the onset of this to figure out how to game plan, how to make this safe for our employees, our our customers, how to how to make this. You know, we were actually. I'd like to think that we were ahead of the curve and we were we were already thinking two steps ahead of what, um, you know, safety measures, you know, we were, we were constantly monitoring the CDC, we were constantly monitoring, you know, what guidelines, what, what was happening. Um, and, um, and at the same time, we were also really plugged into helping others like, you know, the front line, you know, which also, which, which was very gratifying because we're, we're a brand that, you know, we didn't really touch upon this, but we're a brand that likes to give back. You know, we, we do a lot for our communities. We do a lot for, um, you know, people like that. That's kind of a part of Jerry and I's fabric. So it's kind of, you know, that's another wonderful component to the salad house because we really do care. Um, and uh, I think we, we, we stepped up our game where we helped others and we're able to 
just kind of we're already prepared for the takeout and delivery business. And we were organized in a sense with our third party delivery partners. And we kind of, we were ready for this. And then we took it on and Jerry could, could talk, you know, add on to this on how, how well we did. But um, I think it was because we were prepared because we took it head on because of the communication that, you know, Jerry and I had almost every single day um, and how, you know, our team was not afraid of this. And we took this and we went, you know, full steam ahead towards it. Yeah, Josh, it was a, I mean, it was a, a, you know, certainly a scary time for us. Um, and you say, you know, how do you feel about franchising? I mean, I'd like to think that our franchises, even though there's only a handful of them, felt really good that they had other, you know, another layer of help, you know, as opposed to just being out there and stranded on your own, um, that you had some people that can, you know, walk you through the PPP and how does that work? And, you know, not, not and all the other things that Joey mentioned in terms of the safety measures and everything. And just the uncertainty because we are one of the quick service restaurants that has actually thrived through COVID. But it is because, I, you know, our mantra is really just getting better every day. So when we really needed to deliver in, you know, this COVID environment, like Joey said, we were already there. Um, so like a lot of people like, oh, we pivoted. We didn't pivot. It was just a different focus. You know, so instead of people dining in our restaurants, you know, we were getting slammed with orders um, that were, you know, uh, you know, just deliveries and to go, but we had all the platforms there and any extra time that we had, and, and Joey mentioned it, we wanted to step up and deliver for the people that were on the front lines and the first responders in the hospitals. And, you know, we really tried to step it up that way as well. So I, I feel really good about where we've taken the brand in such a, a difficult environment, but it really comes down to um, we were prepared going into it. So, you know, we were able to survive and, and really thrive throughout it because of our preparation. And it's funny, just one last thing before, like uh, just a candid conversation I had with my one of my managers at my Marcel location, this guy, Matt, and he looked at me, uh, we were talking and like, he goes, man, he goes, we, we withstood and we thrived, like Jerry said, and arguably one of the, the most horrible things that's ever happened in the United States. And this business, our business, was able to, you know, withstand it and thrive during this thing. And he was just like, man, he goes, I'm so proud to be a part of this. And I was just like, I, I love hearing that from him because, you know, that, 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 you know, it's kind of telling, you know, that, that somebody's able to, you know, pick up on that, you know, somebody that's just a manager of the store. Oh, sure. Now tell me this. What, what's the, I mean, obviously being in Jersey, my guess is the foot, the square footage is a little bit smaller. I mean, what's the square footage of these stores typically? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we have a store that, you know, our, our Milburn store is just under a thousand square foot, right, Joe? Yeah, it's about 900 square feet. You know, and then you've got, uh, on the bigger side, you know, we have our Morristown store is close to 2,000, right? 2,000 square feet? Yes, it's 2,000. Yep. You know, so I think I would say we're between 1,000 and 2,000, but we're looking more at, you know, now what does COVID force you to do, right? You know, how much outdoor dining, you know, could be possible if there's a, if there's a need. Yeah, that was always important to us. But now it's that much more important to us, you know, about outdoor dining. Um, the delivery radius. Well, the delivery and catering, but drive-through, if you had that option in certain locations. Yeah, that's what I mean. Really- listen, I mean, it's it's a crowded, you know, the drive-throughs. I mean, you got, you know, you have all the big boys fighting for those drive-through spots. So it's, it's tough to get. But we've been able to do really nice, um, you know, in some of the downtown locations that we're in. And just really being on point. We're going through a process now where... Um, and having, you know, our own app developed. So I think that'll even kick us to the next level. But again, we're just trying to continually get better. We put, 
you know, all these tasks on a, you know, on a board every week and we are just checking things off and just getting better because you never know when the next thing, you know, is going to come down the pike and, and we need to be ready for it. And, and because like I said, we have people that have trusted their savings with us. All right. So final question. This is, I'm going to say this is the most important question. Post COVID, when I head out to Jersey or one, one location, I swing into a, the salad house. What should I be ordering off? I mean, what's the what's your favorite thing right now to be ordering off that menu? What kind of salad should I be getting? you got unless you guys are sick of all the salads at this point because you've had so many of them. But. No, no, <laughs> Jerry. What's your favorite, Jerry? Listen, I'm I'm a huge fan of the create your own. So I mean, you know, with so many different ingredients that we have, I like to do uh, create your own. I mean. I'm at I'm at one of the stores today, and you know I created my own. Always a staple for me is fresh avocado or hummus. I've been, you know, not to be too trendy, but I've been I love that. Um, I've been on the kick of you know I don't eat a lot of meat um, like I used to, you know. So I'm taking those you know vegan or vegetarian days. I you know put myself through my own challenge where I did 30 days vegan just to see how how it was. There's such a growing community and a vocal community. And I wanted to understand that community, and that I felt that was the best way of doing it. You know, so I like the hummus. I like the I, I like the guacamole, throwing guac, fresh guac on there. I like uh, the avocado. So I'm a create your own guy. Um, but damn, I mean, you know what most people don't know, Josh, is we make a darn good sandwich. Uh, so yeah, I was about I was about to say that. <laughs> You could get your sandwich too. So you did the half salad, half sandwich. We got French fries too. <laughs> we've got we've gone back and forth on that, but as the as the guy who's the finance guy, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out the economics on that one. <laughs> but listen, so Josh, Joey, what's your favorite? What's okay. your favorite? All right, now, you know this is gonna you know make you laugh, but I don't really. I'm not a salad eater too much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm being honest, and that's why our menu is so is so well balanced. Because you know what, you can feed your entire family, you can feed your entire office family. You know, you get a guy. You know, like my wife loves eating her salads. My girls, my daughters, actually transitioned from the chicken fingers. They're 12 and 10 years old, and they eat um, salads now. My son's still with the chicken fingers. He's nine, but um, we have a sandwich. By the time this is over, we have the sandwich that we're about to drop. That is so damn good. We don't even have a name for it yet. Uh, we, we've been kicking around some funny names, but it is a- so far. I think the winner is is, is the one that is is maybe the hot mess. Uh, the hot mess is good, yeah. <laughs> but this sandwich, okay, is on this uh, Baltazar Bakery. is a, a bakery that we use now on a focaccia bread. It is uh, it's um, chicken cutlet with uh, bacon, cheddar, ranch. And barbecue sauce with frizzled onions, and it is outrageous. <laughs> okay, you know what I like about that, Joey? Is what's that? that? They got to come and get that sandwich, and then they're going to feel so guilty for yes. the next four days. They're going to come get your salads. Oh, don't tell my secret. Come on, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. I love I love that. I love that because, you know, to me, it highlights a couple of things. First of all, you guys are truly operating this as a business, right? I mean, you love food. Obviously, Joey, you have a background from the food perspective, but it's very evident from this interview that you guys are truly looking at it from a perspective of being a great restaurant in your niche, but also running it uh, in a great from a business mindset. And that's very, very important as you expand uh, through franchising and anybody who wants to learn more about you guys can find you at the saladhouse.com. Also they can find you on Instagram. I, I recommend going there. You guys got some beautiful pictures of the food and on Twitter as well. And uh, any, any other places you want people to go to, to find out about you? 
I mean, Instagram, Facebook, I mean, like you said, I mean, we, this day and age, you, you have to make everything pretty too. So it, it looks pretty and it tastes good. And uh, like the other thing I wanted to mention, I, you've done just a great job with these interviews, Josh, and, and I've really enjoyed it. I've subscribed and, and I enjoy the interviews. And I listened to the one that, uh, just listened to the one the other day that you did with the, the new CEO of SolidWorks, who's really done a fantastic job, but uh, maybe he's listening and we're coming for you. <laughs> oh, we got a little friendly competition here. That's it. That's it. Listen, we're competitors, man. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, guys, seriously, thank you so much for coming on. We'll stay in touch for sure. I appreciate I, the invite. I wish you the I wish you the best of luck in all your expansion. It was a pleasure, Josh. It really was a pleasure. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Franchise Euphoria. If you enjoyed this episode or have enjoyed the podcast in general, I would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. It really helps to get this podcast out to more and more people. So the easy way to do it is go to iTunes and in the search box, put in Franchise Euphoria. You will then see my cover art and you click on my smiling face that says Franchise Euphoria and then click on the link that says ratings and reviews. It's that simple, but boy, oh boy, does it mean the world to me when people leave ratings and reviews. And like I said, it really helps get the show out there. Once again, would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes of the show. And until the next time, happy franchising.